0: Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. This week in Club Deck Corner, Douglas Park steps down, John Bennett steps up, a touch of Malik and Kevin Clancy. What a lineup! I am Scott Carney, and talking about lineups, seamless link and all that, uh, I'm joined by Ali Pearson. Ali, how are you mate?
1: Very well. It's kind of halfway through the week for me now because obviously Fridays, it's the Easter weekend, so...
0: Are you off Friday as well?
1: off Friday off Monday as well. So that it's timer. four days I'm off. So I look forward to it. Before we get into it, I'd just like to give a, a shout out, Carney, to me and Scotia met David, who was from London, and the Viceroy, and Malcolm, who was all the way from Vancouver Island in Canada. Wow. He didn't come all the way to the Viceroy from Vancouver. He just to see us. Um but did they did come to the Viceroy to see us and they kindly bought us a pint. Um said some kind words about the podcast as well. So it's always mad, Carney, when you speak to folk from all all, <laughs> all corners of the world, but Vancouver Island's a new one, so I've, I've not heard of anyone that to us from there, so that was a good one.
0: That's bonkers, yeah. Thank you. a Dad left by this point?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's okay. So they owe me one, so I'm going to need to message a guy a in bet. Vancouver and tell me he owes yeah. me a pint. Brilliant, yeah. I know. That's class, so that's absolutely brilliant. And Scott game how's
2: it going, mate? Yeah, evening, guys. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, thought the week was kind of going to drag in until the the old firm sort of be built up to that, but um, obviously today Rangers had other ideas.
0: <laughs> yeah not half yes quickly scattered together everything after work while feeding the wee man and uh, gathered together some notes to do the pod so yeah um, before we get into all of it and we will um, a shameless plug to support the podcast to reach the next level you can join the channel for as little as 99p a month you can also buy the podcast a coffee and join the coffee buying legend membership via buymeacoffee.com thank you so much to all our channel members so far and the people that are moving up to our next level uh, supporter as well it keeps happening um absolutely brilliant, honestly, absolutely brilliant that you want to continue to support us and of course all our coffee buyers, all our Coffee Buy Legend members eh, really do appreciate the support you give the podcast All the links for everything I've just said are in the description for this podcast Don't know why my voice went all squeaky and high there but we'll just gloss over it and move on Um, First off um, we'll obviously start with the news that broke today, that Douglas Park steps down eh, as Rangers chairman and John Bennett steps up A statement on the club website said Douglas Park, who has been chairman of Rangers International Football Club, PLC for three years, has decided to step down from his role. The RIFC board unanimously agreed to install the current vice chairman, John Bennett as the club's new chairman. Douglas became chairman of Rangers at the end of March 2020, assuming the role in the most challenging of circumstances. He became chairman at the onset of the COVID pandemic and went on to oversee Rangers winning his 55th Scottish League title, reach a major European final for only the fifth time in the club's 150 year history, and lift the Scottish Cup for the first time in over a decade. Douglas also led significant investments in the infrastructure at both Ibrooks and Auchinhoe. Douglas said it's been a great honour to serve the club as a director and chairman. During my eight years in office, we endured extraordinary pressures. I am glad we have stabilised and strengthened the club and it's now time for me to hand over the baton to a new chairman for the next stage of the club's development. I look forward to continuing to attend matches supporting the team and I wish John and all at Rangers Football Club the very best. New chairman John Bennett said on behalf of all my colleagues and indeed my, the entire Rangers family, I want to sincerely I want to sincerely to thank Douglas for his eight years of service over the last three years he led the club during ex- exceptionally challenging times it's easy for me to say it's a source of a great comfort that Douglas although no longer a board member will be by our side to support us in our relentless pursuit of success Ali there was wee flutterings about it flying about the group chat a few hours ago um, there was a, a apparently something getting called today now, first off, I will go on record myself and say that I do thank Douglas Park for the effort that uh, his efforts, his investment, his um, his control of the club. Um, he did wrestle back the the. Um, the control of the club and inevitably did lead us to the fifty fifth league, the fifty fifth league the one that we've said meant more to us than probably any um, than, than there ever has been. So I, I have to, I have to credit the man um, for for that. I will have, I've had his, my criticisms of him, of course I have. I think many have, but ultimately, um, ultimately, I think he'll be remembered fondly, Ali. But I think. Even at this, mate, this wasn't a decision that's been made overnight. This has obviously been in the in the background and on the go for a wee while, but still a wee bit of a eye But we there has been calls for change, mate.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> when it was in the group chat about something happening, potentially, I, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I thought it might be something else. By the same time, I wasn't shocked to be honest when I heard this mm. this come out. Like you say, I, same as you can. He's he's been there. He's oversteen as get the title back, he's overseen us during COVID, get to a major European final as well. So you've got to give him credit there. Um, it's a difficult one. We don't know much about Douglas. He doesn't speak to the fans, Douglas Parks. So we don't really know him. I've, I've heard more of John Bennett than I have of Douglas Park. Yeah. to be honest. And I, I think John Bennett speaks quite well, to be honest. So um interesting going forward, whether he will speak to the fans more than, like, can he speak any less, to be honest, because Douglas Park never spoke to us. But... Um, <laughs> But I just get a feeling now Douglas Parks kind of wants to probably focus on his main business. Um, step away from Rangers. He's kind of put us in a even keel. We need to move forward now, Carney. We, we need to move forward. You're talking about uh, bringing success to Rangers there and that kind of statement there. That's, that's what we need to do on a regular basis. Now, it's all right winning the league, but we, we need to go and win trophies regularly because that's, that's what Rangers are built on. So I thank him the same as you. But, um, yeah, it's the first... The first first start and I think of a bit of change for Rangers going forward in terms of people who I think will leave at uh, major sort of levels in Rangers.
0: Yeah, Ali made a point there, Scotia, about, um, and obviously give your initial thoughts to the, the news today, uh, but he made a point of I know more about John Bennett than I do Douglas Park. Now, call me a pessimist I don't think that's a coincidence I think this is probably something that Douglas Park has thought out in the long term he's a, he's a savvy businessman so he's probably thought out in the long term he'll know what how many years he was aiming for and how long he should have been doing it how long he thinks he should be in charge for so I, I get all of that um, so yeah um, am I being too pessimistic there or there's a, probably something in that there's a reason that we've heard more from John than we have from,
2: from Douglas Park yeah, listen, Douglas Park, I think, seems to be come across as a very quiet, private individual. Um, I know it's been a slight criticism that maybe the fans have maybe levelled at Douglas Park because he does take such a big back seat, then he's not there front and centre all the time, which I think, given the type of chairmans we've had in the past, you know, even the day King most recently, he was obviously very vocal. Um, and then we go back to like the Murray years again, another person who was very vocal all the time, even the times when he when Murray said that it was kind of taking a step back from things it wouldn't be too long until it was back out so yeah douglas park yeah he was a very private individual which i didn't i've said before i didn't mind them being like that but it needed someone below him to kind of step up to that plate and perhaps we didn't really get it um with the news breaking i mean it's only we've only kind of had the news about over an hour and a half now massive time stamp there but um so you're still kind of processing your thoughts so i'm still a, shocked but not shocked if you know what I mean I think more the, the sort of the timing of it maybe expected it to be something that would get done during the off season it's not usually something that happens in mid-season I wouldn't say um so not overly shocked um I think an awful lot of the things that Douglas Park has done for us as well considering like you mentioned some of the stuff there overseen as during like the COVID pandemic hitting I think as fans we don't appreciate what that would have done in terms to, to the business and things like that, to have to oversee that. And then and obviously, I think in the statement it get read out as well, like all the wee investments that have get put into Ibrooks and Hawk and Howie since you know part, since part even before he stepped up as chairman and what was it March 2020 you said there. So even before he when he was part of the the, the kind of board there, the money that these guys have been putting into the club to improve wee things that again, as fans, when things aren't going well in the football pitch, you probably don't appreciate as much, but it's much needed investment because we all know that certain I've not been up to Hawk and Hilly on a long, long time these days. But um, you know, you could see Ibrooks was becoming a wee bit dilapidated in the stuff that they have been doing. You know, it's impressive, but ultimately does that matter if things on the football pitch aren't going your way. You probably don't appreciate it as much. But I like you and like Ali, appreciative of what Douglas Park has um, done for the club and um, for his time here. Wish him all the best and you know like Ali says probably going focusing his his main business, um, but it kind of leads into John Bennett, and that's um, a big task in his hands, John Bennett, because there is, there still is discontent among the fans, and like I say, but it's only, the news is only just broken, so this is one of these ones where our thoughts and opinions will probably get shaped over the next next few days as more and more sort of comes out from this. The the tweet that came out with Rangers with the club
0: statement, the first comment I clicked on it and read in was Ross Wilson next. I was like. <laughs> It's like for sake, man. It's like give it a minute. Like literally give it a minute. You can't kind of just wipe everybody out. But that's that's that you're right though, because there is still discontent within the fans. And I suppose we've all been calling as well for a revamp of the squad. This is probably true that the revamp of the, the board needs to happen as well. And um am I shocked it's happened right now? probably not. I mean, again the the businessman mind of Douglas Park we're into a new tax year all this kind of stuff You will maybe want to be getting these ducks in a row for different reasons um different reasons we all know um how businesses run so um it might be something down to that that's the only thing I can think about why the timing would be right now and not in a couple of months um but um yeah Ali it's, there's it's great, no great doubt that Bennett's he's taken over the club in a pretty substantial footing it's it's the club's stable there's absolutely no doubt obviously douglas park has invested a lot of his own money which i'll be forever grateful for as well because i don't have the money to be able to do something like that i wish i i wish i could um but he's obviously invested a lot of his own money into the into the club and yeah we've seen a lot of improvements and stuff but there's still in my opinion some way to go we were mentioning that i think the I think well I think it was Saturday actually after the game we were walking down the stairs and some of the bits of the club deck stairs you let like, it in dire need to get done up. You can see like it's not looking particularly fresh. It needs a needs a wee bit of work. But John Bennett, mate, um it is what it is as far as I'm concerned with Bennett. I'm gonna be interested to see what his philosophy is as well in, in terms of how he's gonna how he's gonna settle this the un the kind of the the, the, the the, the shouting of change from so many angles of the Rangers' support, how he how he manages his way through this because ultimately it's not all going to happen. The change isn't always going to happen. And of course, I did make the point as well because we're not winning on the park. It does make think or not. We I mean we are winning, but we've not won anything. And doesn't look like we're going to win the league either. Um, but I, I'm interested to see what he what he decides to do. But no doubt, mate, there's still a job to do.
1: Oh, he's got a huge talk to do. Um, interesting to see what he says. I'd like to think he'll do a, an interview in Rangers on Rangers TV. That you'll have, you, <laughs> you. you have to pay for. That you'll have to pay for. I'll give you my jers points for that, Carnis. So, yeah, that's true. I'll get, get you up there. My jers for that if you subscribe to that. But, um, yeah, I think he'll probably do a lengthy interview on in our TV, I'd imagine, within the next, probably this week, probably it'll come out, or drop, I'd imagine. Um and His views going forward with Rangers, yeah, it's a big task. He's he's got to oversee, like you said, that the stadium. The, I mean, the club deck would be set in particular. You've mentioned there, was, I mean, you look, you look to the ceiling, Carney, when you're in the concourse, and it's it's it dilapidated. But uh, uh as was... <clears throat> yeah, for uh, a sort of a way back when they created the club deck, was supposed to be one of their sort of their, their main areas. It's quite an expensive area to sit in, but it's dilapidated along with other areas of the ground, but. On the park is, is where it counts for Rangers fans going forward. Are these other things that they say that's a lot of money. You've seen what they've done with the roofs, etc. Blue Sky Lounge is going to bring in money. Edsman House, where we were at the weekend, Carney. You can see just being a fan in there that that is a money generator going forward. Definitely. Um, but he's to oversee us get this title back, Carney, ultimately, and, and get back to winning trophies. Until that happens, that's, that's when the fans, I think, will settle down. Um, and like you say, as you go on Twitter, the, the next one's Ross Wilson now, which I can't see that happening. I, I think he'll have this this summer window going forward with Beal, so don't expect that to happen. But I'll be interested to hear what he says when he comes out. But I, I do like the way he speaks, Ben. I've I've heard him a couple of times and he is, I, I do like the way he speaks, but ultimately it's, it's on the park for me going forward what we do.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. So, so, you get anything else to add, mate, to before I move on?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, on Bennett, I do think he will be more vocal than Park was because, like Ali says there, when we were all kind of back in, what was it, around about September time, when we were all asking for the club to do stuff, to come out and say something, John Bennett was one of the people that came out and actually did say some stuff. Now, when I'm going into the chairman role, it'd be quite interesting to see how that communication with the fans progresses. You know, I'd like to see it being a wee bit more proactive rather than reactive. Um, so, certainly hope that. But, like Ali says, anytime that John Bennett has spoken, it seems to come across pretty decently. But it's one of these ones, only time will tell, really. You just need to bet and see what they do.
0: Yeah, again, not actually from actually everybody, I think, but even Ryan would. But thank. um Douglas part for what he had done. Say the best points of his, his, his tenure that I didn't agree with, and um, his silence was particularly frustrating for me at times. But at the end of the day, the, the guys the guys got us in a, a steady footing now um, as a club, and yeah, um, we wish him all the best in the future, and we also wish Bennett all the all the best as the as the new Rangers chairman. So <laughs> from that to this, Ali Clancy's the ref for the whole firm, mate. Yippee!
1: I've seen that. Uh, oh. oh, well, no, the good
0: thing is, mate. Good thing is, what you will, what you, what will happen now is Rangers should get five penalties on Saturday. Well, if you, if you take a, if you take a, a green perspective on the way the refereeing works in this country, then we're in for five penalties, mate.
1: I was going to bring that up. Clancy, I remember <laughs> when we beat Celtic at Park a couple of seasons ago and Cattic scored the goal. Fine, you watched it, I mean, Fine, we all watched uh, it, I mean, Karen. I remember yeah. that. And that is probably the worst refereeing performance I've ever seen from a referee. It was shocking. And I mean shocking. Um, and we won that game that day, so we could. Have, it wasn't as if we get beat. I mean, I tried his best, to be honest, but it was shocking. But like you say, VAR's here now. So any decisions, VAR is there. Um, I mean, a lot. Most of the referees in Scotland can't yeah, poor. Clancy's just—he's right up there. there. Is probably one of the poorest referees. Um, not just with us, with other other teams as well. Oh, I've one, seen yeah. him. I've seen him referee other games, and you've seen the decisions. It's some of it's baffling. But VAR is there in this old firm on Saturday. But although Clancy's there, I'm not. I'm not getting ready to use that as an excuse if we get beaten. On Saturday, we need to do a talk in the parking Saturday, regardless who the referee is. But Clancy's a referee, along with the rest of them, isn't he great? But aye. Was I was shocked to see Clancy there. No, mm. the only thing is the Celtic fans will say, Well, Nick Walsh is operating the VAR and they don't like Nick Walsh, so they've kind of balanced aye. it a wee bit with that. <laughs>
0: yeah, they don't like him because somebody photoshopped a Rangers tracksuit top on top yeah. of them and they all, they all believe it's real. Um, aye. so I the Scotia I'm not using it as an excuse either, but this is a as games come in the Scottish the Scottish game it doesn't get bigger than this Obviously, it's not close as if it's going to decide the title uh, for either club. If you like, I mean, obviously, if Celtic win it, then it's pretty much a formality for them to win the league. Uh, but this is a game that could really reignite a charge for Rangers. If you want, I mean, you could you, you could be broadcasting it, that you could be advertising it like that. It's kind of make or break um, for us in, the, in terms of the season to put Clancy in charge. Though, mate, my biggest thing about it is I believe. Most of the refs in Scotland are awful. I mean, they really are terrible. But Clancy is bad because Clancy guesses at things, and I can't, I can't. Like he just, he's unaware of being able to keep himself up up with the game, and he just makes rash decisions and guesses. Okay, VAR might be there, mate, but (laughs) that
2: doesn't matter for bookings and free kick decisions. No, I mean you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there that it speaks of a bigger issue with the quality of refereeing in scotland because let's be face it regardless of who get who get named as the referee for the game at the weekend there would have been kind of grumbles and moans for any yeah. kind of decisions that made in the past but yes i do agree that clancy's probably one of the poorer ones and um, but I mean ultimately the way I look at it is it's the referees are just they're poor. It's not any bias from the referees to certain teams. I don't don't believe that for one second. It may be wrong, but I honestly don't believe that for one second. It's the it's the quality of the referee in Scotland, which isn't good enough. VAR is in, yes, but my worry my worry over the last few weeks now, and I think I mentioned it not too long ago, is that the referees that I've seen some of them waiting until they get mentioned yeah, in the, the rear to go and check. They they won't do something for the fear of then looking it's like a safety fool, blanket which, for them, Scotia. Yeah, yeah. I, and I don't like that. I would rather they look a bit like the fool and then they can correct a decision rather than waiting and then doing it that way. Um but as it's the it's the wider issue of the quality of in Scotland. Um and you know we mentioned this when VAR we were talking about VAR what last year when we knew it was going to come in. It was one of the things Ryan certainly said as well is it's yeah, VAR might be okay, but it's the referees, you know, it's the quality of refereeing, which uh, that's not changed, unfortunately. And I think, yeah, the wider discussion on referees probably does need to be, we should probably start looking to get them full-time because that's the only way that they're going to get better. I believe if they've got time to go and actually train, and, you know, rather than working 95 Monday to Thursday or Monday to Friday and get the games at the weekend. Um, yeah, I think that's the way forward. But like I say, any ref that get met. Given we would find a way to complain if it was Colin, we'd find a way to complain. Yeah. No, it's just it's just the way we are. Um, so yeah, let's just hope the game at the weekends a very comfortable win for Rangers and there's no content. Oh, in fact, I would like to beat there to be a wee yes. decision because that's all Yeah, it's I want, when I, that happens. yeah, I want
0: five penalties to Rangers, of course. <laughs> I do, of course. I do. That, that's what makes it all about, but yeah, I could, You're right, it's just this, this wider. The problem, um, the wider problem. I mean, you could have gave Ian Black the best equipment in the world in order to train as a footballer, but he's still a terrible football player. It's one of those things you can't really change that. Um, so unfortunately, we're going to need to live with being Clancy. But let's just hope that it isn't too controversial. But again, it is. It's just, it, it just always raise the, the fact that it is Clancy is raising the fact that the the standards are refereeing and the, the the ultimate desire for Scottish football to watch itself burn sometimes is just. Very frustrating. Quickly, I'm just going to do something here. Kevin Clancy is the best referee in Scotland. Now, the reason I'm doing that is I'm going to clip that after this and I'm going to put it out on our social medias just so Kevin Clancy sees it and he thinks, oh, they, they boys, they Rangers boys, they're good lads. They're good lads. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that penalty. I'll give them that penalty. Eh, <laughs> uh, no, say, uh, die. We'll, we'll wait and see what, Saturday, what comes with Saturday. somebody's going to clip that anyway that's going to (laughs) somebody somebody's definitely I'll get get there'll be a comment in there from someone that'll go "Ah, I can't believe you said that about Kevin Clancy "Ah, yeah of course (laughs) Uh, right anyway we'll move on to um, the Dundee United game at the weekend there Um, it's it's an easy two 0 win. Let's not let's not lie about it. Um, after watching the game back, it was far more comfortable. I didn't think it was uncomfortable at the time. It was a, it was a it was bothering on a training exercise for Rangers. It really was. It was a, a very comfortable two 0 win, uh, uh, and a kind of an easy day at the office for us. Uh, McGregor making his five hundredth appearance for the club. Mentioned it before, Ali, but it's a it's a tremendous achievement uh, and a clean sheet mate, which will it will have pleased them.
1: Yeah, you get man the match as well. Uh, <laughs> the sponsors. Oh, I,
0: don't, I actually don't think he'd done anything, <laughs> but I get why obviously, he obviously done like
1: He made a save near the end when Dundee yeah, finally came up the park and yeah. it was an easy save. But nah, I've said it about Alan McGregor, 500 appearance for Rangers. Outstanding to make that amount of appearances for Rangers, especially as a, a modern day footballer now as well. You don't really see that. So fantastic for my Greg he's 41 years of age and know we hear the rumblings of he doesn't know what he's going to do until he, he's going to make his mind up in the summer but I'm sorry Alan I love you to bits but <laughs> I'd rather you were sitting in the box in front of me and not in the park and um, next year you can sit there all you want and shout at me but um, <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens in the summer I think that's a bit of tongue-in-cheek element. I don't think he'll stay on next year and, would they want to stay on as a backup? I think we need to move on, to be honest. But um, mm-hmm. no, fantastic for McGregor. Fantastic to reach the 500.
0: Yeah, Scotia, it's, um, it's not to be taken lightly, reaching 500 appearances for us club. It really isn't. It's uh, It just cements his legacy, really.
2: Yeah, like we said on the show on Friday night when we were discussing it, it's a fantastic achievement. And yeah, I mean, the weekend there, like Ali says, he had that wee save. There was also, I think the only time that he'd done any more than that was when, Dundee United kind of had a half chance from out just past the eighteen yard box. That he was, he was not happy. I think Ryan Jack was one of the players. He wasn't very happy at because he came off his line and started screaming at them because he'd, they'd given the boy space. So I never change in that regard. Um, Alan McGregor, but yeah, like McGregor or like Ali going forward with McGregor, I do think it's time for him to hang up the gloves at least at Rangers. Um, but I did say this last season, and look where we are. So just watch this yeah. space.
0: Watch this space, I'm in agreement. I heard the, the wee snippet as well about him saying he'll make the judge in summer, like Alan... I, genuinely mate I'll we all of you I love you so much mate I think you've been tremendous I love I, if you want to just do interviews for the club I, I'm all for it literally all for it but no I think it is I think it is now time I think it is now time uh, it's time for it to move on but what a what an what an absolute legend of this football club um truly a legend of this football club and he, he will be fondly remembered when the day comes that he does hang up his hang up his gloves um and I'm just hoping that he's the new captain on like a question of sport or something like that surely he's would oh, be, that would be tremendous! Like, how good would that be? Honestly, some quality telly. I would actually watch question of sport again if it was that. Um, if he was a, a captain on that, that would be absolutely great. He'd probably just be they there bring. Half Coisty, cut. They can
2: bring Coiste back while
0: they're at it. Man, be... Yeah, Coiste back as well. Yeah, back in the good old days, that was when it was, was really good. I could not watch that in years. Should Barker still doing that? No, surely not. Is it not um, Paddy McGuinness? It does it then? Aye, of course, that's because Paddy McGuinness does everything, doesn't he? Yeah, aye. Yeah, no, I've not watched it in years. But anyway, anyway, I'm I'm going off on one there. <clears throat> we'll get back to the football. We didn't concede, um, which is always a welcome start, I think, the way things have been. Um, Scoti, I'll come back to you, mate. Um, first half, not a lot to be excited about um, before we scored. It was, a, It was a bit of a slog before we scored...
2: Yeah, it was, I mean, it, you you used the word their routine earlier, and that's precisely what it was. This is a, a sort of game that I've seen at Ibrox on numerous occasions. Um, yeah, it was a bit, a bit. Uh, didn't really get you up out of the seat very often during that game. I didn't think um, Kenny had that mid-to-end season type of game.
1: The yeah, only
2: the only way you're happy, but the only way you're happy with that ki- type of game really is when you know that you're kind of comfortably. Looking to win the league or but in a better title chase than we are at the moment. Um, they've done what they needed to do, and I think that's all. All you can ask for them, of them at the moment. Excuse me.
0: Yeah. Ali when the goal did come, it was an absolute peach of a goal, to be fair. It was a great move. Golson fires the ball into Cantwell. Cantwell first touch under pressure. He's kinda of falling as he as he clips it round the corner into Tillman's path uh, and Tillman buries it, mate. It was a real a real lovely goal. And I think the biggest bit of that goal that I loved after watching the game back, there is him and Alfie charging in from that right-hand side as if they know that, that this is all, as many bodies in the box, it's bound to fall to one of us. And I think that's going to be really key going forward for breaking down these high blocks is when we are getting the opportunity to play, we flick balls, to play clever passes. There has to be not just one, probably two players there to hope them to get on the end of it.
1: Yeah, that no, was a great goal. It woke the guy up beside me because the guy who <laughs> sits beside me <laughs> Usually just leaves his seat and Scotia comes down and sits. But I noticed his seat subbed it because I said to my right. pal, seat besides me available." So I knew there was going to be somebody beside me. There was, and the guy beside me fell asleep the whole of the first half and was woken up by that goal. So, um, are you I, sure it I, wasn't I, Scotia? I was no, Scotia or no, Scotia, no. <laughs> it definitely wasn't Scotia. Guy had long hair actually Scotia, but it wasn't you. Um, but, but that that kind of just shows how poor the first half was in terms yeah. of uh, enjoyment but, yeah. Yeah, but I mean it's difficult when teams at Dungeon United come let's be honest Dungeon United I think I said in the post I didn't see the point of Dungeon United on Saturday I know they're down the bottom of the league and everything can be, but they showed nothing and on that performance I didn't deserve to go down Dungeon United because I, I thought it was quite embarrassing even for their travelling support coming to witness that uh, I don't think they really offered anything Um But it's difficult to play against these teams that just don't want to play football, and you need clever players like a Cantwell, like a Tillman that can unlock doors. And Cantwell's one great football by by Goldson and the wee ball round the corner. And there's there's Tillman who slots it away. Does he really miss any shots, Tillman? If you if you look all when he shoots, usually puts it at the back of the net. Um, Hence why he's got a song. But um, no, it was a great goal and. Ah, we deserved it. We I think you said had like 80% possession or something. So yeah, yeah, we deserved to go in one lock at least.
0: Yeah, we definitely did Scotia. So I think I could be you can maybe correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh I was listening to the flagship this morning when I was driving to driving to work and I was still half sleeping, um uh, admittedly. But I think I think Ross said a start like he's now got more He's now gave us more in terms of a season than Aribo or Kent ever did in a season. Malik Tillman, he's talking about obviously there. Uh, the boy's just he's just flourishing more and more. Have we see him.
2: Yeah, well in this season he's got twelve goals, and five assists, which hmm. I don't have not. I don't know Kent and Aribo's off the top of my head, but I would. I wouldn't be surprised Kent's got, that
0: sport. Kent's never had five goals in a season, has he? Well, maybe Go he did certainly. actually. Maybe, maybe, maybe six or seven, five possibly. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, But certainly, I mean, it's the kind of type, of, the type of player that we've been screaming out for. The, that kind of player from midfield to attack, to, to where he kind of plays that will contribute goals and top up what your strikers are producing, and because we've been really lacked that for a long, long time. I think Arfield done it at points. But he was on like the, the 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 way down in terms of what he could offer there. I think, just in terms of you know the age that he was getting to, so it's really good to see that coming through from Tillman. I thought he was brilliant the weekend, and just in a wee point there that that Ali mentioned. See the way that Dundee United set up. I was I know you guys said in the podcast that you do probably did or the podcast on Friday night that you do probably expect them mm. to sit deep in. I was a wee bit surprised by how deep they did sit in because. Uh, it was like it was totally it two, was nine two bags men behind five. the ball, yeah. yeah. And then Fletcher was at uh, times Fletcher was you know, he was quite far back the pitch as well. Um, so I was a wee bit surprised we'd done the United setting up like they did. But you know, we had, it's again, it's something that we've had to break down numerous times over the last 45 or six years. And with players like Tillman, they're the type of players that can can break that down, and the stats can prove that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I totally agree, and I think there is
0: patience is becoming more more prevalent with among the support because we believe that this team will score goals because both under Bale we are scoring goals, so you can see why the kind of patience might be growing. But it is, it is one of those games as well that, and we will come on to. Um, the lack of ruthlessness that we do have, but it is one of those games that you would expect Rangers to be very comfortable in a game like that. Dundee United are a, a bad team. They really are a bad team. I don't... I My heart bleeds for them, said no Rangers fan ever. Uh, I could not care less, um, but they are there in a bad state. They really were not great. Um, Kent had a shot that had the bar. It would have been a, literally one of the goals of the season. It was a tremendous strike. It was very unlucky there. Um, and then... Davies actually got us out a, a bit of dodge. <coughs> Connor uh, Connor goes and gets beat far too quite, far too easily at one point in the halfway line, uh, and Dundee the United break forward and Davis, a kind of unauthorized block, um, but a tremendous block at that. Scotia, um, I wanted to ask your opinions on him so far. I think he's a wee bit of an unsung hero right now.
2: I think he's been, I think he's been brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm. St- I don't know if I'm still completely. Not on board, I wouldn't say that, that's far too harsh, but um, there's still wee bits of his game that I look at and I'm not overly convinced with, but he has been really good, and it's that settled partnership that he does have with um, with Goldson that's proved um, pivotal to that. It'll be interesting to see, because again, this was another game, and you might come on to it, where we kind of experimented a wee bit with the back. The back game um, our are defence, certainly. Um, but, no, Davis has been good, and he is starting to win me around more than he is, although I am. I do have to say I'm still a wee bit unconvinced. Just some things that he does that I just feel like you could do that better, you could do that better. I probably i am holding him up against Helander, which I know you'll love yeah. but, obviously, Helander's not going to be, be with us, is he? So, um, no, I think Davis has done fairly well, and, like I say, he's, he's starting to kind of win me around even more as the games c- come in.
0: Yeah, I like, I like him because if there's danger, he puts the ball into the stand. I I, I do not grudge any centre half doing that. It's one of the things that I always want to see. If there's danger and you're not sure, put the ball out, mate. And I just I think he's been I think he's been solid since since he came in, and it, it, obviously the partnership is helping
1: Yeah, well, look at the the winning run we've gone on since Beale's come in. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is down to Beale, but a lot of it's down to when when Goldson come back and settled back in that partnership with Davies. So. Yeah, naturally left sided. I think he. I think he's been. I think he's been really good. I mm-hmm. think Scousie has maybe been slightly harsh on him. because uh, he likes on me I know, way, and likes he likes Jack lander. Simpson as well. Remember, Jack <laughs> Simpson. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm sure. um, but no. I, yeah, I like him. He's a kind of no nonsense defender. He can still play with the ball with his feet as well, Carney. He can pin so he passes. Can ball, he's not yes. fit to fire a ball into the so danger he, but... He, me, can, I mean. he can do the, the Hollywood, as I say, what Goldson does all the time, and he's brilliant at that. Um no, I've been I've been impressed with him. I think I think he's been really good. I think at the weekend, I mean it was slim pickings at the weekend, I thought, to be honest, but Tillman was man of match. I I thought he was just just behind them probably. Um, on the park I thought it was very good but um, yeah I, I'm quite happy with the two of them going forward next season yeah. I think we might look at, I think we will look at bringing another left-sided centre half in next season but I'd have no grumbles with the two of them next season going forward
0: yeah, obviously we did experiment a wee bit at the back. At one point, as I say, John Lundström was a furthest back player. It seemed to be really irritating me and I don't really know why, but it was annoying me because Lundström was the furthest back. I couldn't really figure it out. And obviously we could want to shoot on the second half and he came in and there was like this sort of back three thing happening. And yeah, um, it's interesting to see what build very much. I think he played the, they played the game the right way on Saturday because... Once he's seen what Dundee United were going to do for the first half hour, he was like, well, I can literally do what I want here. They're not really going to be, they would need to catch us out in order to score because uh, they didn't really offer anything at all. So it'll be interesting to see where the three five two thing goes forward. That's probably a conversation for Friday as we come on to preview the old firm. Um, Second half, we made it two early on, um, ten, 10 minutes or so into the second half. Uh, we killed the game again, Tillman provides a goal. Um, Kent with a wee flick off to him, uh, Tillman gets his shot away. A bit of a deflection keeper should maybe do better, but I'm not caring, it's 2-0, game's completely over. Um, Cantwell was involved as well to get the ball to Kent, and Ali, uh, it brings me on to the the partnership we well, I wanted the partnership what I want to discuss between Cantwell and Tillman. Is this something the club should be focusing on? Should we be, or Bill should be focusing on even? Should we be trying to get these two players to play together as much as they can? Because their movement, the kind of footballing brain mate, um, both of them are, they're, they're, they're very well skilled in that department. And I, I like what I see when I'm, I'm seeing the two of them together. Uh, there is a shout to build the team around they two.
1: Hundred percent. I build a team around them. They're they're clever. They're far too clever. Some for some of the players that are currently in our squad at the moment because they th- they think they're always they're always two stages ahead all the time. That they're they're so clever. The two of them've got a good understanding. I even think Raskin falls into that area as well. Kent as yep. well. I Kent. I know you've said this, Karen, and I agree. Kent for me gets a, a hard time, but just fans probably because he maybe doesn't score enough goals or whatever, but I think he's on the same wavelength as well. They can interchange as well, Cantwell and Tillman. I do like Tillman further forward, closer to the striker. I think Chris Boyd said something today, something about, or was it Barry Ferguson, saying he could possibly play him as a false nine um, going forward, even at the weekend, scores goals. Similar with Joe Arribo in that run in the Europa League. Yep. I like him in that area and, well, he's got twelve goals, as Scotia says, but no, the the two of them, aye, for me, if we can get Tillman tied down next season, you build a team around the two players because they're clever players, and that's the caliber of player we need moving forward next season eh, to try and get the title back. So, aye, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, Scotia, I think as well we can't well in, um, can't well with Tillman. Raskin as well, even thrown into that as Ali said. Once we get these five names that Bill says that he's he's provided Ross Wilson with, surely if they were bringing anywhere near the caliber of player that they three are that we've
2: seen so far, anyway, then we're in for a pretty excitement revamp. Oh yeah, I think so. There's been a few names that we've been linked with in this sort of midfield area over the last few days that um, have really whetted my appetite in terms of the names that you mentioned, you like Yalixi you like, Gilmore. And people like that, like if you get players like that and to play alongside, like you say, your Tillmans, your Cantwells and your Raskins, that's a very, very intelligent football team, which I'll, you always like to see that intelligence playing because Morelos, yeah, I would suggest, on occasion is up there. Maybe not maybe not this season so much, but when Morelos was on it, you could see his football intelligence, the way he was playing with other players that had that kind of same wavelength with him. An awful lot of the times him and Kent would link up really well. Um but no, Tillman can't look fantastic like Ali says there um he probably can interchange. But Tillman I think when he was with Bayern Munich youth, he did get played as a striker on occasion. And I know meant we'll speak about this on Friday, but in that three five two system a Tillman kind of up there with an Alpha or a Cholak right now. Yeah but that's not out of the realms of possibility I don't think.
0: Yeah that's definitely well go to. would Probably die of you, but I don't even know who's hosting on Friday, but there's your homework, whoever's, whoever's It's
1: not it me <laughs> it's, it's not, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's
0: me I don't think it's me It'll um, be, be me or Ryan
2: Yeah, yourself or you Ryan
0: over um, the next few days. Yeah, but I said uh, Bill's hinted that the conversation has happened between him and Tillman that he's obviously keen on them staying at the club, Tillman by all reports is quite keen to stay at the club also and that's all going to depend on what Thomas Tuchel wants to do at at Bayern Munich now that he's took over there Uh, but well worth the money in my opinion we've all said it I think that we would all absolutely uh, we would all absolutely sign Tillman because I think the club only make profit out of it Um, just another bit in the second half of what I speak about um, before before we kind of wrap up was the the lack of ruthlessness, if that's a word, Ali. Um, we broke forward four against two, five against two, um, at um two separate points in that game, and we didn't even get a shot on target. <laughs> and you're like, right, don't get me wrong, we'd made a number of changes. The The information was slightly tweaked, um but we're, we're going to need to get better at that and quite soon.
1: Yeah, I've used the word powder puff the last couple of weeks in this podcast, and that's what I think we are. I said to Ryan about Cholak, does he, would he strike fear into me as a striker? I said no, and then Ryan flung it back to me and went, well, does Morelos and the rest of them? And I says, none of them strike fear into me. I said, there's only one Sakala, to a point. Not in terms of fear, but he's just so unpredictable. You just don't know what you're going to get for the guy. But I, on Saturday, the wrong option was, was chosen several times, breaking up that part. There was the one from Scott Wright that put it on a plate for Cholak. What the boy wants, what he's—that's what he's all about. Made a mess of it. It's, um, it's, it's, it's worrying going forward because I think we are powder puff, but it's, it's an interesting dilemma for for Beal and Sardi, but he does because the, the the two of them, if you want to say Cholak and Morelos, are shout for the two of them. They really are. And I, just, I look at it, I just don't think Cholak's suited to going to Parkhead. And, and I know we'll come into this on Friday, I don't want to go down that road there, but...
0: That's okay, mate, it's I, old fun week, I'll let you out I know,
1: I know, I, I just, I just think they're so shit out for me, two of them. I thought Morelos it was all right in patches good. on Saturday, but he had one shot and that's from outside the box, I can really remember. And that and was it. That's it, pretty much, mate. Um, mm-hmm. And Cholak came on and just looked like he's looked the last couple of games. I just... He's not again, like it's a show Um It's a worry for me, and it's something. It's it's one of the major things we need to address in the summer. Is is that front line because we need to be ruthless. You look at um, Tillman with twelve goals, and we're, we're praising him rightfully. So, but Tillman should be getting twelve goals from where he is. Rankin should be getting goals. Sakala is getting mm-hmm. goals, and whoever plays through the middle should be getting a barload of goals for Rangers. The many chances we create, so. It's a major thing next season for me to address that going forward because I don't like saying it, but you look across the other side and Ryan's harped on with this. They get goals all over that team in the front line, and we don't, unfortunately. No, it doesn't seem to be
0: there um, as of yet. As of yet, Scotia, I, I Again, I don't want to jump too far forward and gonna kind of speak about speak about Saturday, but it is a conundrum. There's no doubt about it that we're, we're kind of thinking about. I think. Statish, statisticians might prove me wrong here, but I don't think Trolak's particularly effective when he comes off the bench. I think he has to start the game. I think he struggles to get in the game if he comes off the bench. Maybe his team's tires he, he tires, he might have got a few goals that way. Um I could be I could be wrong um in that. But Morelos was he was okay. Some of his link up play was decent enough he had a header attempt actually as well that was not on target though but it was again the right idea and he shot from outside the box it's a simple save for the a simple save for the keeper right now right now I feel like there's quite a few players that are trying too hard Um, maybe Morelos is maybe Morelos isn't it's a hard one to judge but there's no doubt going forward mate that we we do have a problem with our number 10, 9, whatever it is, number nine. Is it a number nine? I don't know. Hybrid 10, 9, whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, over the course of the season, both Morellus and Cholak, there's been they've been had a pretty up and down season, both of them. Um, you know, when Beale came in, Morell started kind of looking as if he was getting back to a decent level. Um, Cholak obviously started off the season really well but then fell away a wee bit when things weren't going great for Gio then obviously had his injury came back in and it was only what about three weeks ago that we were playing Hibs and we were praising Cholak and things like that for a couple of performances he puts in and now we're in this situation coming up in an old firm weekend and then um, both our strikers are probably you know they're both going through wee dips at the moment And um, when you would, otherwise you would like them to be a wee bit more than the term you use there is ruthless but this is a this is something that I probably leveled at Rangers and many Rangers teams over the years because I don't think we ever have been. I think the last time that we were properly ruthless in recent history was probably when we Warburton was the manager and we would have been in the, the championship then. So you're playing against a lesser level of opposition. I think it's always been an issue, but that Rangers seem to be, always be comfortable going two goals up, three goals up at a maximum. They don't really push on and kill teams off, which is... Something that we've all been screaming for, and I think doing something like that would allay some of the fears. But unfortunately, have we had apart from obviously the two Hearts games and the Hibs game, we've not really. I don't think we've scored more than four goals in a game this season. No, I can't think of any off the top of my head. No, I can't
0: think of any of. Off the top of my head, look, we're a fickle bunch. Honestly, see if we won every game of the season two or three nothing, I would be very, very happy at that. <laughs> I'd be very, very happy. But it's it's true because it's we we want more. We want more. We should be. We should be. And I do think there's a certain element of it back. I think Bill has brought back the maybe not the fear factor, but the the. The thought process in the manager's head that are playing against us, um, every other team probably apart from Celtic, that if we go at them here, they're probably going to get at us, and we might struggle to. We might struggle to to get anything out of the game. Uh, but it is something like that, that, that was, it was just a wee frustration I think I had where I thought we should have been 5-0 up um, easy on Saturday. And it's not the first time Bale have said it after the game either that we should be scoring more goals. It definitely needs addressed. It definitely does need addressed because um, we definitely, well, we're definitely not shown a, a ruthless streak at all. Um, but it's something that we spoke about many times. So quickly, to finish up, we'll have a wee laugh at the ref. Um, what was it? Don, I always go to say Dom Johnson, it's not, it's Don Robertson, isn't it? Dom Johnson's a trigger-happy TV guy, uh, Don Robertson. <clears throat> um, Morelos, he's won, Ali. Penalty for you?
1: Yes. I, there's one worse than that, Carney. the, the linesman, the one with Tav. I'm coming to um, that. All right, sorry. I thought you were just doing that <laughs> with the Morelos, right? No, no. I thought that was that, right, so I'll wait for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was a penalty. I look back at that. I watched the highlights on Sky and I seen that. And I went, that not a penalty?" By the way, it it's was a
0: that not? Mm. Yes, it was a penalty for me. Yeah, agreed. I think it's a penalty. No idea why VAR's not getting involved in that again. Scottish footballing, Scottish football officiating at its best. Scores penalty for you.
2: Yeah, I screamed for it at the time. I've seen it back, and yeah, I'm probably still of the opinion that yeah, I could have seen that being given.
0: Yeah, I think the, when you see the players' reactions around them, that all oh, the Rangers players are going, <laughs> how's that not a penalty? Like, it makes you think that it's a penalty. Uh, so, yeah, uh, ridiculous decision there, but not as ridiculous as James Tavernier's booking. I, I mean what are we doing here, gentlemen? What are we doing? Blatantly, that linesman again has been found at a bus stop and asked, you, do you want a job for the day? Do you want to come and hold this flag and wave it about? It's not even a free kick at that. He goes down like he's been shot by a sniper and he books him. Ali, this is just, again, one of those Scottish football things hating itself to death.
1: Shocking. Even at the time, when I sat up in the club deck, I know I'm that end, but even at the time, I was like, he hasn't even touched him. And the linesman's He's right in front of him, I and mean, he couldn't be any closer to the linesman. But, like you say, Carney, these linesmen that come to Brooks are a waste oh. of space. I could do because they're just guessing half the time. And <laughs> yeah, they've yeah, got a 50 exactly. chance of getting it right. So sometimes they look decent. But I um, was shocked. And see when I seen it back in the telecarney. Terrible. There's actually a bit of me, Carney, right, that wishes the referee had sent Tav off for that, right? And then Var would have intervened. And they would have seen yeah. just how much they look idiots because mm-hmm. it was shocking. Um, and Tav's put, picked up a yellow card for that. And for you can't nothing. even appeal that yellow card either. He no. can't appeal it, I don't think. So no, it's, can't. It's, it, it is shocking. And um, it just sums up... It. I mean, we talked about the stand of the referee earlier on, but it it sums it up. No wonder Tav walked away going, the only good thing I would say in that is... Um, Scott Wright banjoed that boy right in the face with a ball <laughs> later on. So he got his just <laughs> deserves later on.
0: Yeah. I think he got a he got a hell of a boon when he came off as well. Um, he, I'm sure he was subbed. Um Scotia, it's just it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Like if that's um, I, I say it all the time, and I, I don't I again don't want to sound like I'm in a minor tinfoil hat. If Alfredo Morelos does that, reacts the way Dundee United player does, it's scandal all over the papers.
2: Aye, no, you're not wrong there. Then that's a whole bloody other discussion in and itself. And we could be here for <laughs> weeks is. and weeks discussing Todd, the, Cantwell,
0: Al- Al- Todd Cantwell just a couple of
2: weeks yeah. before. Oh, I told Cantwell as
0: yeah. well, yeah. You know, that.
2: that one, yeah, that one for that, like that's one that I, underst- I could understand the ref kind of looking as if oh, somebody, he thinks something's happened because he's so far away from it, because he's maybe blocked to see exactly what happened. But the linesman's, yeah. share. I and mean, he's right there. Uh, it's, yeah, if some, like Ali says, what's the point in them being there if that's what they're going to do. I don't understand that myself.
0: Absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous. Anyway, always good to finish laughing at referees. That'll do us um, for tonight. On to Friday now, and it'll be an old, fun preview club live, so be sure to join us for that, that's for sure. Uh, Thank you to our sponsors, Manscaped. Very much appreciated their support. Um, If you'd like to use our code club at 22 at manscaped.com, you'll get 20% off and free shipping, and you'll also be doing us a favour because you'll be supporting our podcast, so I'd appreciate that. Uh, For tonight, Aster, thank you very much.
1: No problem. I'll be back on Friday for the, the build-up for the dreaded Old Firm. I hate you. We knew you hate Old Firm's carne. There's <laughs> miserable things to
0: watch. I'm in a strange week because this is uh, my wee man's first week. at He's childminders for three days of the week. So like my week at this, like Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, it's just like absolute chaos because I've got so much running about to do. So like for the for tomorrow, I'll be fine. I'll not think about it. As soon as Thursday happens, I'm just going to be like, oh no, <laughs> I know what's coming on Saturday.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's, it's a dreaded feeling you get. It's that kind of yeah. a horrible feeling. But yeah, hopefully we'll come out in the pressure before we starting Friday and hopefully tell us the good news that, that Raskin is available Raskin's to start, because I think that is a, a huge one for me going into going into Saturday, but we'll get into it on Friday. Definitely be prepared for our midfield
0: lineup of
2: Lundström and Kumara.
0: Um, Scotia, thanks very much for tonight.
2: Yeah, cheers, Gavin. I'm similar to you guys, that old firm weeks can be hellish at times, but um, obviously with this news that came out earlier this evening, with the change at the top, um, we'll, we'll, that'll maybe offset that that worry until later on in the week like you say, but I am looking forward yeah. to speaking to you all about it on Friday Yeah, as I say, back on Friday uh, as always, before you go,
0: please like the video please subscribe to the channel, that would be magic and yeah, it'll be Scotia or Ryan in the in the hot seat for Friday night as we look at look look ahead to the to the the upcoming Old Firm. So until then, enjoy the rest of your week. We are Club at Twenty Two, the Rangers Podcast. Cheers, everybody.